God, why don't you give the worship team a round of applause this morning? When he turns to somebody and puts some affection on them. Yeah, just give him a touch if, if you. Adam and Lavina, are you here? You're shifting into your new house. Ah. Next week, you're going to testify this morning. You're going to be watching this later. How's everyone doing? I got a word from God for you this morning. Like I said, I was planning on preaching something completely different. uh, But then uh, yesterday, I just felt the Holy Spirit uh, speak to me just as I was reading and I've just been reading about Daniel, and the Lord placed in my heart about Daniel and um, drew me to a piece of scripture here this morning. And it's something I believe that God is going to do something. He wants to do something powerful in our lives this morning. I, uh, just as we come into a season of prayer and fasting, how many people are ready to fast? Yeah. I, I, I truly, like I said, in all sincerity, I'm believing for something great to happen. I'm, gra- I'm believing something great to happen in your life. And uh, you may be here today and, and looking for answers. You may be here today and uh, you may be wrestling or have been wrestling over a business issue uh, in your family. Uh, you may have felt like withdrawing. You may have felt like struggling. You may be, I want to encourage you this morning. I, 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 it's going to open up the scripture. And um, here we go. Just as I, look, honestly, as I was, just as I started to read the scripture here yesterday, um, I just, like I said, I felt the tears come, and when I feel that, uh, I, I know God is wanting to do something, and uh, it, it's quite big, and, and this piece of scripture here, what it does, it, it, in a way, it lifts the veil of, of what we see, and so we, it lifts the veil into a, new, into a different dimension, uh, that dimension is of the spirit. So, as Christians, we are called to we are called to live in the world. We do live in the world, but we're also called to walk in the spirit. It's, we are we are spirit beings. So there is a, a spirit dimension that operates around us. It operates around us as individuals. It operates around churches. It operates around families. It operates around cities. It operates over nations. There is a spiritual dimension that operates. It is as real as real can get. And one day when this body dies our eye, and we step into an eternity, our eyes will be opened and we will see just how real and how, how, uh, how much the spirit dimension impacts upon our life. And sometimes it's easy for us to slip back into, into uh, human ways of thinking and seeing the world. And this, if there was one rebuke that Jesus gave, Peter was was this, that you are, mind, you are not mindful of the things of God, but you're mindful of the things of man. So it's important that we, that we don't just get consumed with the natural things that we see, that we take a moment to see and, and, and inquire of the Lord as to what is happening in the spirit dimension. We are called to be influencers in the spirit. We are called to bring something of heaven into the earth. We are called to shift things in the spirit off people's lives and bring something new into this world. That's what we are called to do. It's not just about feeding the poor and about doing nice things. We do that, but it's much more than that. It's about shifting spiritual uh, dimensions that sit over, uh, like I said, nations, people groups, 
businesses, uh, uh, institutions. That's part of what we are called to do. And so I want to encourage you today and open, open up your eyes because it's important that we be people of the Spirit. Amen. We're just, I'm just going to race through this quickly it's, uh, uh, and we'll see how we go. And Daniel chapter 10, open up your Bibles to ch J Daniel chapter 10. I'm reading from the complete Jewish Bible or the contemporary Jew CJB version. Uh, and it says, in the third year of um, Cyrus, king of Persia, a word was revealed. Somebody say, a word was revealed. A word was revealed to Daniel, and the word can, was certain. Somebody say certain. The word was certain it was a great war. He understood the war, having gained understanding in the vision. At that time, Daniel, I, Daniel, had been mourning for three whole weeks. He had, gone, he had, he had, he had finished his fast. He hadn't any, any, eaten any food that satisfied him. Neither meat nor wine had entered by our mouth. And I didn't anoint myself once until three, four weeks had passed. On the 24th day of the first month, I was by on the bank by the river. It wasn't a spiritual river. It was an actual river. He was standing on the edge looking into the river, just like you would stand on the edge of the river out here. He was standing. He was fully awake, looking at the water, looking past. When I, I was standing on the great river, when I looked up, there before me was a man who was dressed in linen, wearing a belt made of fine gold. His body was like beryl. His face looked like lightning and his eyes like fiery torches. His arms, and this is the person that we, when you lift your hands just before, this is the person that we are praising and worshiping. This is what he looks like. Hallelujah. His eyes are like fiery torches. His arms and feet were like the color of burnished bronze. And when he spoke, it sounded like the roar of a crowd. Only I, interesting, only I, Daniel, saw the vision. But the men who were with me did not see the vision. However, something inside of them was stirred. That a great trembling fell up over them, and so that they rushed to hide themselves. They withdrew, they ran away, essentially. Thus I was left standing alone when I saw this great vision. And there was no strength left in me. My face, that was normally, I'm normally a really good-looking guy, Good to see that he's got a good self you know, looks himself in the mirror and says, well, I'm not that much of a, yeah, I'm pretty good looking. But he said, even I, as a, as a good looking fella, became disfigured and I had no strength. In other words, my faith started to contort and my, my, the physical strength out of my body fell to the floor. And then I heard this voice, I heard his voice speaking. And when I heard him speaking, I fell down in a faint with my face to the ground. And then a hand touched me and raised me and to my hands, and I got up to my feet, just shaking. And he said to me, Daniel, you are a greatly loved man. Now listen to the words that I'm about to say to you and stand upright, get up on your feet. So I stood up trembling. And then he said to me, don't be afraid. And Daniel said, well, it's easy for you to say, I'm, I'm scared, man. You've given me the heebie-jeebies. Because since, and, and listen to this, because the first day, somebody said the first day, the first day that you determine to understand and to humble yourself before God. Another version says, since the day, the first day that you set your heart to pursue the Lord, the first day, the first day that you set your heart, you humbled yourself before God, your words have been heard. And I have come because of what you have said. The prince of Persia, however, or the kingdom of Persia, prevented me from coming for 21 days. But Michael, the chief, one of the chief princes, came to assist me, and so that I was no longer lead, needed there with the kings of Persia. 
And I have come to make you understand what will happen in the coming days. And after these things he spoke to me, I looked down to the ground and again I couldn't speak. Then somebody who looked like a human touched my lips, after which I could open up my mouth and speak. And I said to the one standing in front of me, is is it because of the vision that I am seized with such, such anguish and I don't have any strength? For how can the Lord, servant of the Lord, speak with my Lord when my strength and breath have failed me? In other words, how can I even do anything when your presence just has overwhelmed me, where I can't even stand, but my face is just on the ground. There's nothing I can do. My strength has been taken from me. And then he said, do you now know now why? And he said, then again, somebody touched me and he revived me. And he said again, You, Daniel, are so greatly loved. Don't be afraid. Shalom to you. And be strong. Yes, truly be strong. And then his speaking, somebody says his speaking. His speaking strengthened me. And I said, my Lord, don't stop. Keep speaking because you have given me strength. And then he said, do you know why I have come to you? you do, know, do you know why I have come to you? Although now I must return to fight the prince of Persia when I leave, and the prince of Greece will come. There's a lot to take in. But essentially what he is doing is he is lifting the veil. He lifted the veil of the human dimension and gave Daniel an insight, and he gives us an insight into a spiritual dynamic, a spiritual Uh, energy that is happening in this particular case over nations and I pray that today that the Lord would give every one of us a spiritual awakening that we would see that our eyes would be open and that we could see not just the struggle that we are maybe experiencing right now but our eyes would be open to see what is God what is the spiritual dynamic what is happening in the spirit right now that God is wanting to do something, release something. Often people, we get caught up with the the natural things that are happening around us. We get caught up with the conflict that maybe we're facing right now or the the delay of something. And often we don't take the moment to ask the question, Lord, show me the bigger picture of what you were trying to do here. And so what the Lord does in this particular case, he opens up or pulls park or whatever he does, just analogy, he gives us a glimpse of the spirit dimension. Interesting, he talks about, I must return to fight the prince of Persia. In other words, there's a principality and power that operates over nation, and as much as it operates over nations, it operates over people, and we don't fully understand. I would highly suggest to you this, that we really have got very, very little of an idea of what really goes on in the spiritual dimension over our lives. I believe that we get glimpses, we get ideas, we try and put words to what we may be experiencing, but it's, it is a different dimension. Interesting when he says here that uh, the Prince of Persia, it doesn't necessarily say it's a, and then he says the Prince of Greece will come. It doesn't necessarily say it implies that the current Prince of Persia was an evil prince, it was a a demonic spirit. It doesn't say what the prince of Greece was. However, 
I'll, I'll just give you a little bit of an insight into this. There are principalities and powers that operate over nations. The Prince of Persia at that time, I believe, was a demonic, demonic influence. However, the Prince of Persia was also displaced and another prince, I believe another angelic activity took place because under one, under one rulership of Persia, God's people were oppressed. However, when Cyrus came in, Cyrus was also a Persian. He also brought liberty. So there was a shift in the spiritual dimension over, over, over that principality of power. The prince of Greece that he is talking about, is, uh, I believe, is this, is Alexander the Great, or the spiritual dimension, or the spiritual power that influenced, uh, that came over the nation when Alexander the Great came, because Alexander the Great came not long after, after this. So what Daniel was seeing was a, uh, a shift in the nation. He was seeing, a the angel of the Lord was telling him and revealing to him about what was going to happen, and we know that when the Alexander the Great came through, he pushed back, the, he, he literally shifted the Prince of Persia out. And interesting, uh, just one more little bit of information was this, is that the, the, Alexander the Great, when he came past Jerusalem, there, there was a, uh, just for those that are, for you that are interested in history, this kind of really blew my mind. But when he came through, uh, there is a, a Jewish historian, his name is uh, jo Josephus, who, who gives a record of, of things that happened. But what happened was this, that when, before Alexander the Great came through and, and pushed on his conquest, he actually had a, a vision, and, he, and I believe that, that vision, it, it's suggested that vision was from God, that he would, give, he would actually inherit this nation. He would actually uh, push into this place of the earth in such a way that when, when he came past Jerusalem, one of the first people to meet him was a Jewish priest. And the Jewish priest was expecting him, and then what happened was uh, he welcomed him and, pr and, and prayed over him. And, and so at that point, uh, Josephus, Josephus suggested that he comes into the temple. So it is on Jewish records that Alexander the Great came into the Jewish temple at that time and bowed before the Lord God Almighty. And so what we're seeing here is a prophetic word that actually unfolded after that. And then the Prince of Greece. However, that conflict is still going on today. That conflict is still being manifested in our lives today. That Prince of Persia is based in, uh, is based in Iran. So a lot of the, uh, the, the, the Muslim imams operate under that. There is a demonic power that operates over them as a people. They are directly opposed to the people of Israel. In the same way, there is a new prince of Persia that has that has shifted over over the over sorry, a prince of Greece. If you look now, that spirit is still operating in our lives today. It is, operates in our government. It operates in our society. That same spirit that that angel was combating against is still contesting today. You can see this conflict right now. I believe when after Alexander the Great came, what you see is there started to become a whole bunch of reason. There was a whole bunch of logic. The Greeks brought logic and reason. And I believe how that manifests in our world today is that this many people are so caught up with knowledge as opposed to having an experience with God. One of the things we also can discover is this, is that um, the rise of atheism and logic and, and uh, United Nations, all of that things, there are principalities and powers that operate in that dimension and affects our lives. That is why it's important that you and I pray and fast. Because when we pray and fast, what happens is shift, it makes, it causes, uh, we can see in the scripture here that it causes angelic activity from heaven to come and shift.
and it's still happening today. So it's important that we understand what is happening in the spirit realm over our own life, over our church, over our city, and over a nation so we can respond. Are you with me this morning? Interesting it says here that... Um, that Daniel had a fully awake vision. It wasn't like his previous vision where he, was in a, uh, where he was in a semi-conscious state or anything like that. He was standing by the river and he was fully awake. Boom, and he had a vision. Interesting that we see that the core of the vision or the, the core subject or the core issue that the vision was about was a, was a great war. And the Hebrew word that is used here is called uh, savar. Can I just bring the, bring the word up? So the word that was used, what the, 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 the word that the angel used was this word here, savar, and it means warfare, either a general warfare, a spiritual warfare, or a human warfare. That is one definition. Understand this, there is a conflict for your life. There's a conflict for us as a church. There's a conflict for you. There's a conflict for your marriage. There's a conflict in every part of our life. We are engaged in a spiritual warfare. The other, the other definition it, it has is this. It means a time. Somebody say a time. A time of going forth or advancement. So when the angel of the Lord comes, he brings a message that it's actually time. I believe this is where the Lord is speaking to us about because I've had in my heart this, the word of prosperity. I believe there is a t prosperity is moving forward. I believe this, that the word of the Lord comes and says, it's a savar time, a time of going forth or advancement. In other words, wherever you are in your marriage, wherever you are in your personal life, wherever you are in your business life, wherever you are in ministry, it is a time to move forward. There is a time for conflict. There is a time. I mean, that is inherently the nature of conflict, is to take territory. If you're here and you're watching online, if you're a businessman watching online, I know there is a conflict because God has wanted to bring you into a place of prosperity. And if there is conflict around our life, maybe it is just simply this, maybe it's the Spirit of the Lord moving and stirring in the waters and the Spirit over your life, maybe. And I can, know, I can promise you this, that it is God's intention for not to give you a tough time, but to bring you forward. Another, but, oh, come on, somebody. I know that there are people here that they're struggling. It also means a time of going forth or advancement. Interesting. In verse 7, Daniel sees the vision. It is Daniel whose eyes are open. It is Daniel who senses something is going on. But the guys around him, the guys around him didn't see it. The guys around them didn't see it. However, they felt something. They said, well, I wonder what they felt. I mean, the Bible clearly says that they were overcome with terror. There was something got agitated inside of their life. I can promise you this. When the Spirit of the Lord comes, when supernatural activity, when the Spirit of the Lord draws close, you can see it all through the Bible. Whenever the Spirit of the Lord drew close to somebody to bring change or to bring them up into a new dimension of, the, of life, every single one of them fell on their face and trembled before the Lord. I can promise you this, when the Spirit of the Lord moves close to your life, when, you, when the glory, when the angel of the Lord comes close to your life, I can promise you this, there'll be an agitation in your life. Mm. 
So when the Spirit of the Lord comes, it's not all just unicorns and roses. <laughs> now, there's times when he comes like a sweet-smelling incense and things like that. But when he really draws close, it agitates things. I don't know about you, but if there's been an agitation in your life, if there's been an agitation in your marriage, if there's been an agitation in your finances, if there has been an agitation somewhere and you felt like running away, <laughs> if you felt like, and these guys here, they, they hightailed it out there. They were like, just get me out of here, man. I am just, but you know what? I found this. Many people are a little bit more subtle than that. <laughs> they still withdraw, but the moment the Spirit of the Lord starts to stir something in them, oh, I just feel that the Lord is just calling me. The season has changed. I just feel like I just need to spend some more time over here. Oh, I just, well, some people just disappear. They just draw back. And the, at the point of agitation, at the point of mm, something's going on, maybe the pastor's agitated me or my wife or my husband or my kids or the bank manager or somebody, somewhere there's an agitation going on inside of my life. I'm just restless. I want to just kind of draw back. I can tell you right now, just don't draw back just so, just so quickly. Why don't you just take a moment to, to say, hey, 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 hey. And interesting, the other guys all took off. The Bible says that Daniel was left alone standing there. Why? Why? Let me explain. Let me, why do you think Daniel stood there? Why do you think? Here's a couple of thoughts. Daniel sees the vision, but those who were with him did not. They felt it, and they sensed something was happening. They couldn't work it out. They couldn't put words. They couldn't identify it. They couldn't articulate what was happening to them. They were just darn agitated, and so they hightailed it out of there. I found this. There are sometimes I'm in a place where I'm agitated. I don't know what I'm agitated about. I'm just grumpy. I'm just, I don't know, just want to, just want to run. And, but at times like those, I've got to ask myself, Holy Spirit, maybe it's just you drawing near to me. Because we, the moment that you come into the presence of God, I believe, even Isaiah, when, when the presence of the Lord manifested, he fell to his face and said, oh God, woe is me, I'm a man of unclean lips. All of a sudden, when the closeness of the glory of God comes, you start to, you start to feel something inside of you. You just want to you know, just either get down on your face or run away. Interesting that Paul also had the same experience. When Paul was riding the horse, he wasn't praying in his prayer room. He wasn't doing anything. He was on a horse. Going on a road, on a horse. I don't know about you, but it's kind of like if I was driving my boat or racing up the river and all of a sudden I just had a vision of God and I just... It's that kind of experience. He was riding a horse. He wasn't interceding. He wasn't doing nothing. He was riding a horse. And the Lord spoke to him. The Lord came close to him and struck him off. Interesting, the men who were with him didn't see the vision, but yet they felt the experience and they hightailed it too. <laughs> So this is, gives you, us an understanding of what goes on in the spiritual realm. When the presence of the Lord draws near, people still get stirred, uncomfortable, agitated. We don't often realize that the agitation we may be experiencing is actually the presence of Adonai drawing close, and there is a, a distinct purpose behind it. He's not just turning up just to scare you. 
No, no, no. He is turning up because there is a purpose behind it. And I want to encourage you today, if you're in a place of agitation right now, if you're in a place where things are happening in your life, don't run, don't draw back. Let your heart be open. Draw closer to him. Interesting, we see Daniel. Why didn't Daniel flee? He had, interesting this, they had similar, he had had similar supernatural experiences before and no doubt knew that a meeting with the divine presence of God was on its way, no matter how uncomfortable it was. Even Daniel's previous experiences had the same effect on him. I can tell you this, doesn't matter how many times you encounter the presence of God, it still has that same effect. You just don't get used to it. I mean, he's just God. Is, um, his presence is amazing. Whenever God comes, there, whenever God starts to move and wants to do something, I believe this: there's always an agitation. There's always a wrestling. But he knew he was about to encounter the Lord. He was so overwhelmed that his face became contorted under the stress. His knees buckled and his body shook uncontrollably. Really, it's, it's, I know when somebody's encountered the Lord because it changes you. When you really have an encounter, when, you, when the presence of the Lord comes that close, I, ca I can promise you this. It will cause you to fall on your face before him. All the earth will tremble. There'll be a day when you'll see that. Every one of us will see that. Every one of us will see the glory of the Lord with our own eyes. And I pray that every one of us make it a priority to pursue the presence of the Lord. No matter how uncomfortable it is, there are times when the presence comes and, and, and it's nice. But when the majesty, when the glory of God appears, when he comes close, I can tell you, even Isaiah, some of the greatest prophets fell on their face before the Lord. And I encourage you today as we come into a season of prayer and fasting, allow the Holy Spirit to work. Interesting, he says the voice began to speak and his first instinct was, Daniel's first instinct, his first response was to immediately fall on the ground and assume the position of submission and worship. When, the, when you truly encounter the presence of God, we either have, I believe, an option to run <laughs> or be led on to a new season in life. <laughs> or you fall on your face before the Lord and you submit to Him and you worship Him for who He is. Hello. And as I was reading this, I started to feel the presence of the Lord come over. Listen to what He said. You are greatly loved by God. I want to encourage you here this morning. These are the words I feel that many of you need to hear. That you are greatly loved. That no matter what you may be experiencing, no matter what you may be wrestling with, no matter what challenges, you are greatly loved. Turn to somebody next to you, tell them, you are greatly loved. Second thing he said was this. Listen, climb your ear. Stand to your feet. 
I have been sent. Interesting. He said, I have been sent for a specific time, a specific purpose. This is the time that I have been sent. Ever since you, you set your heart to pursue me, that was when I was released. And there is a time, I believe, according to the scripture. He said, don't be afraid since the first day. Sorry, back, just when he said, pay attention for the words that I'm saying to you and stand upright, for it is to you that I have been sent now. It is to you that I have been sent now. There is a time, there is a now time that the Lord will meet you and answer your prayer. There is a now time where the Holy Spirit will come and pour himself over our lives, over our church, over our nation. Since the first day that you set, so Daniel had, been, had to wait three weeks. Sometimes we've got to wait a lot longer. Interesting. Job had the same experience. For all Daniel knew, God had not responded to him and had no intention of doing so. I don't know about you, but there are times when I've been waiting upon the Lord. I've been praying, and it feels like that the Lord isn't answering, that the Lord has no intention, he's not listening, and he has no intention of fulfilling it. I don't know about you, how many people have, oh, you don't have to raise your hand, I am. But I've been in those positions where you know that God has put something in your spirit. You know that God wants to do something. You petition the Lord, but yet it seems like it's silent. But I encourage you, there is an appointed time, but there's also an opposition that comes against you. There's a very real opposition that, that, is, that we can't see, but it does inhibit us. Often we find out later that God was always aware and he was involved from the beginning and there was a contention with the devil. And even with Job, he was completely unaware that he was the subject of their contention. I want to say to you right now, there is a spiritual contention that's happening over our lives all the time. We just don't know it, but one day you will realize that. One day, when you step into an eternity, you'll look back and you'll see that there had been a contention over your life. And when you got up to pray, it shifted things this way. And when you withdrew, it shifted things back way. When you pray, when you contend for things, if you're watching online today, I want to encourage you, don't to give up to pray. When you set your heart, the moment that you set your heart to worship him and to seek him, that's his, your prayer came into his heart and he responded. I want to tell you today, he's going to respond to you. He's going to respond to us. And then he said again in verse 18, Daniel, you are greatly loved. Don't fear, be strong, take courage. And then he said again, truly be strong in your heart. It's the same words, he sent to, same words he sent to Joshua. He said, only be strong and courageous. That sense, that, that word of being strong literally means to have strength. Let your heart be strengthened. There are people whose men's, who, who, men whose hearts fail them. But it's one thing to be a strong, the Bible speaks a lot about having a, either a broken heart. It speaks about having a fat heart. It speaks of having a strong heart as well. It also speaks of having a hard heart. And in one translation, the word heart also refers to the meaning strong. In other words, have a strong heart where you don't give up. What it means to have a strong heart is don't give up. Don't just turn back if you're having a marriage trouble. Don't just turn back if things are going a bit tight on you. If you've got some financial troubles, don't just turn back. Just let the Lord strengthen your heart. Daniel gives a clear indication. He said, don't stop speaking because when your words are coming into my heart, as you start, as you keep speaking to me, yes, my heart just comes alive. My heart is strengthened by your words. 
Uh, the Bible says in Psalms, he said, those who wait upon the Lord, he shall strengthen their hearts. I need my heart strengthened. I've got a lot of challenges. I've got a lot of things that happen around me. I need the strength of God in my heart. I need to be courageous. I need to be bold. I need to be courageous when I, when I face certain things. I need to, it takes, I've got to have a strong heart. That's why we go through a healing course to repair your heart so you can have a strong heart, so you can face the things. So when it comes time where your marriage is, when God has wanted to do, in your marriage, do a work in your marriage because there's a greater purpose for it, you need a strong heart, you need a whole heart so you don't just go and take a hike and miss out on the purpose that God was trying to work on you for. I'm just going to close with this. Just, and I'm going to bless you. I want to f- just finish this on the verse one. Let's go back to verse one again. In the year, third year of Cyrus, a word was revealed. A word was revealed. Let me just explain a little bit, and then we're. The word, the word word, just bring this meaning up. It's, enjo- it's important that we understand that, the meaning behind these words. The, the, the word word, or the, the word used, the, the, the Hebrew word used is called devar. Somebody say devar. Devar. This is the word that, so if you look at the, um, if you look at the Jewish translation of this, it doesn't use the word W-I-R-D. It, words, it uses the word devar. The word devar means this. It means what is spoken and what is done. In other words, whenever God speaks, there's always a fulfillment to it. Whenever God has spoken over your life, there will be a fulfillment to it. God doesn't just speak a word and have no completion to it. So what happens is there's always a simultaneous, a simultaneous response that happens when it, what is spoken and what is done. It also means this, the ordered or the spoken word, it also means the promised word. Are you following me this morning? Yeah. It also means thing or substance. In other words, when God has spoken, the words of God are not just air, they're not just words. They are substance. They are substance. There is the, 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 the Hebrew understanding of words is that words are just as much of a substance as the speaker here is a substance. So when the word is revealed, what is being said is this. It's not just a word that has come but the fulfillment, and not just the fulfillment, but the substance of God is about to be manifested. So when the word the Bible says came to Daniel, what is spoken and what is done, what God has has intended for your life, in the spirit realm, there's a contention over for it, but it's done. Whatever God has spoken, there is a substance that is released. When you pray that there is a substance that is released, that is the essence of our faith. The spoken word or the ordered word, another, word another, another way of saying it is that, that God, when God speaks, there's an order that starts to happen. 
So when God starts to speak into our life, it's not just suggestions, it's not just good ideas. There's an order that must take place. There's a a revealing that must take place. Now I wanna encourage you today. This is what I really, really do wanna encourage you with. God wants to release a, a fresh substance, a fresh word. He wants to reveal something fresh to you. He wants to reveal something fresh into us. But there's a contention over it. There will be a contention over it. I am believing that today, as we set our face to fast, as we set our face to pray, that there will be a fulfillment of the promise of God over your life. I want to encourage you, whatever you're struggling with in your heart today, know that this, that you are truly loved by God. Come on, give Him some praise today. You are loved by Him. We've got to have that truth inside of our heart. That no matter how I failed, no matter what's going on in my marriage, what's going on around me, I'm loved by Him. Don't fear. Stand up on your feet. Allow His presence to come and fill your heart. Stand in prayer. Be strong of heart. Don't just turn and walk away if you're feeling agitated inside of your life. If you're agitated that your business is what God has promised you, hasn't come to fruition yet, take heart, the Lord is with you. He has already released the substance for you. There is just an appointed time for that to happen. Don't lose heart. Be strong, be courageous. Know that you are loved by Him. Stand to your feet. Allow His words to come inside of your life afresh. And I can guarantee, I promise you this, as if you stand and respond to Him, you will see the fulfillment. You will see the substance of the Word that has been revealed to us. I believe this, there is a substance that has been prophesied over my life. There's been a substance that's been prophet that God has spoken over us as a church, over your life. I hold that substance, I hold that word in my heart. And I know that at an appointed time that there'll be a manifestation of that substance. In other words, you will see it with your own eyes. It will be revealed in the natural. Why don't you just stand to your feet? strong, take courage. Lift your hands in His presence today. Lift your hands in His presence. Oh Lord, we love You. Father, Father, we love You. Even those that are watching online, just lift your hands. Father, we love You. Father, I thank you for your your immense and your amazing love for every one of us today. Father, as your presence draws close to us, I pray today, Father, that you'd give us the courage and the strength not to run, 
not to run and hide, but to stand the ground and to meet with you. Father, we come before you as a great God, the God of heaven and earth, the King of our heart, the one who sets up governments, the one who pulls governments down, the one who brings order into the world, the one who orders our lives, the one who orders our footsteps, the one who rules out our hearts. King of glory, manifest your presence into our midst today. Father, I thank you for your sons and your daughters here today. I pray that today that everyone, their hearts would be encouraged, their hearts would be lifted, knowing that you fight for us, my God. That even at this moment in time, that there are angels that have been dispatched from heaven to contend, to fight for us on our behalf, to fight over our nation, to fight for our business, to fight for our marriage, to fight for our heart. Father, as we enter into a season of prayer and fasting, as we turn our hearts towards you, my God, I thank you we can have full confidence that you will hear us, that you will hear our heart, that you will hear our prayer. And Father, that the word will be released. Your promises are already yes and amen. Your promises are yes and already fulfilled. I thank you for the substance of your word manifesting in our lives today manifesting in this church, manifesting in your life, watching on on the internet right now, manifesting into our nation. Father, move in our lives today in Jesus' name. We respond to you as you call Daniel to his feet. Father, we arise into your presence. We ascend into your presence today, oh God. Come on, worship him. to the people. Come and just talk with him. Just talk with him. Shala basiara bakari arabasiara biandai. Shala biandai. Shane and Gail, I don't know if you're here this morning or maybe watching online. There has been a contention for you, but there's a great gift upon your life. There's a great gift. There's a great call over your family. That is why you are contending. That is why you are contending for your marriage. You are great pastors. There's a great heart for people inside of you. The Lord has seen your heart. The Lord is calling you. You will bring life. You will bring resurrection to many people's lives. And that is why there is a contention. That is why there is a fight on. But there is an appointed time for you that God will manifest His presence. He will manifest the substance of His Word in your life and over your family. May I encourage you, do not fear. Don't be anxious. 
don't turn away, but the Lord is with you. I bless you today in Jesus' name. Sangi, pray God's blessing. Where are you? I don't know if you're here, but God bless you. The Lord is working powerfully in your life. Do not be afraid, but the Lord is going to use you powerfully. You're not going to walk in anyone's shadow, but the Lord is going to start to stir things in your heart. The Lord is going to awaken things in your heart. The Lord is going to cause you to become a preacher. The Lord is going to cause you to resurrect many people's lives. The Lord is going to use you to bring hope and to truth into many people's lives. I bless you today in Jesus' name. Tavani and Moira, I see in the Spirit this. This is what I see. I see that media will open up to you. Government will open up to you. There will become a time when I see your voice going over the media waves. I can see you having not just a voice, an influence of this circle, but God's going to give you a voice into a much larger circle. I see you on media. I bless you today in the name of Jesus. As you preach, as you arise into the next season of your life, I pray that God's Word will be fulfilled over your life in the name of Jesus. Claudia, I know that there's a wrestle going on in your life right now, but the Lord wants to encourage you. He is with you. He's over your family. He's over your your brother. He's over your he's, he's over your family. But He is with you today. Don't let your heart be afraid. Sure, that there's a contention going on right now, but there's a great call of God upon your life. You will you you will work in miracles. You will preach the gospel. You will bring hope to many people into your generation. There will be a fulfillment of the promise of God over your life. Adam, Adam and Tasha, I don't know if you're here today, but there is an appointed time for you. God is going to stir things in your spirit. You are going to break the bondages of, 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 of poverty of people's lives. God is going to bring you into a place of financial blessing. I can see a little bit of contention emerging, but, but, but don't be afraid. Don't let your heart be, uh, don't, tap, don't be discouraged because the Lord is with you, man and woman of God. You will bring breakthrough. You will bring truth into people's lives. You will bring a breakthrough where people are being struggling. God is going to use you and prosper you financially. You're going to bring blessing to many people's lives. Father, I give you honour today. I thank you for your people. I thank you for your sons and your daughters. I thank you for Doug and Joe, Lord. I pray that today, Father, that your word will be fulfilled over their lives in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for the substance of your word that you have spoken to them. I pray that at this time, you will cause them to become strong and, and to, to, to arise into your promises, to arise in the things of you. I thank you for the voice that you've given them. I thank you for the love and the affection that you put in their hearts. I pray that today, this would be a time where they encounter you afresh in Jesus' name. Father, I bless you. Jared, pray that God will just touch your life. Over your family. Over your business. You've doubted the Lord, Jared, at times. I just feel the Lord wants to encourage you with these words. See, I told you I'd be with you. Yeah, Jared, yeah, yeah. Now just lift your hands one more time. We're just going to close in a minute. Father, we honour you. We honour your goodness. We thank you for your presence. Thank you for every member of this family, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you would strengthen everyone's heart. I pray, Lord, as we go from this place today, as we turn our hearts to seek you, give us the strength. Let us hear your words. And let us hear your words in our heart. Strengthen us today, O oh God. 
Lord, I call for your promises to be manifest in our lives. Sir, watching online, your appointed time is coming. Take courage, take heart. Lord is with you. Rise up, man of God. God's going to bring you into a new season of blessing. Come on, let's just, let's just worship all my time. enjoy that. Was that okay? I, again, just in closing, just want to encourage you. I love you very much. I believe in you. Uh, we're going to have a great year this year. A really good one. We've got some great prophets coming. We've got Prophet Tamarit coming at the end of the year. We're going to punch that one out massively. We've got another great prophet coming in June. We've got an apostle coming in. When are we got Apostle Patty coming? is absolutely going to be fantastic. I, I, one of the things I want to encourage you with this is one of the prophetic words that was prophesied over a, a friend of mine here. More than one have, have come, to, come to pass. God is opening us doors to speak in and to form and to, and to, to influence the next government. These are things that only God can do. Only God, and if He's opened the door, then there's a purpose for it. And so whatever God, door God opens up for us, let's just arise and be confident. Not let our heart be discouraged. Take heart, listen to His voice. Amen. Why don't you turn to somebody and love them, bless them. We'll see you next Sunday.